Welcome to the Rattler Roundtable. I'm your host, James Nevadas. Let's get started. This is our first podcast of a series of educational podcasts that we're going to be having here on Santa Marcos Consolidated ISD. I am pleased to introduce everyone to Miss Christina Woody. Hello. How are you? I'm good. It's been a day already. Excited it to be here. It has been. It's a great Thursday. So tell us a little bit about yourself so we can frame your understanding of education and what you're going to be doing for San Marcos Consolidated. Okay. So I've been on board for about two months. Before that, I'm coming from Houston where I was a teacher. I taught elementary. I taught middle school. I was an instructional coach um, and I was a dean of students at a middle school for a while. Awesome. Awesome. You have well-rounded experience. I think you're going to be a great asset to this district. So we're going to jump right in Yeah. Let's because do this it. is a hot topic. Miss um, Woody, tell me, what, why is attendance important and what does that truly mean? I've been thinking about this question a lot and reflecting over it. And I think there are a lot of answers I can shoot out, right? Like learning, it builds confidence, all of those things. But then I really started thinking about my time that I've spent with families in this district and me as a mom. And I guess the question that I would ask back to that question would be, when you think about your kids, what are your hopes and what are your dreams for them? Where do you see their life? And when I think about that as a parent, I can't think of any other way for them to get to those things without an education. And so for me, showing up is the start of that. Okay, okay. So attendance takes... There's a lot of different things than when we talk about attendance, right? And I don't want people to get stuck on just coming to school mm-hmm. because it's not just about just being here, right? There's a lot of other things that go into it. So right now it's flu season, right? Yeah. Kids are sick. Parents are sick. Teachers are sick. As a parent, how do I know when it's okay for my child to go to school or when not to take them to school? And... um Give me some insight on on what impact not taking them to school is going to have on yeah. their educational career. Yeah. So first of all, I totally understand about the sickness season. I have a three-year-old who currently has croup, so that's a real thing. And I, and I know that and I understand it. I think the first thing I would say is if your child has a fever, they need to stay home, right? I would also say if you have access to get to a medical facility or a doctor to let them make that decision, then that's great. But we don't always have access to that, you know? So something that I would say, first of all, is if they do have a fever, keep them home. If they don't and they seem okay, I would go ahead and take them to our school nurse and let them make that decision. So they're a great resource where they can actually tell you, hey, your kid is good to stay at school or no, they need to go home. That's a great idea because it never pops in my mind to go ahead and take my child to school and then say, hey, by the way, you know, Miss Nurse, um, these are the symptoms that she's experiencing. I just wanted to let you know if you could help monitor her, it'd be great. Or if you can provide any guidance, that would be helpful. I think sometimes we, we get caught up in the thought of take my child to school. I got to get off. I got to go to work or, or whatever I'm doing. And and we forget about some of those resources that are available to us. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we just don't know they're available, but that's they true. are. So that's something we really want our community to know. That's awesome. So you coming into this role, talk to me about some of the things that this district has in place or will have in place to alleviate some of the attendance issues. Okay, so I first start with I I don't think attendance is just an attendance issue, kind of what you were saying before, right? Mm-hmm. There are root causes to that. There are reasons that maybe 
people don't want to send their kids to school or kids don't want to come to school. So I think the first thing that really is the heart behind me in this position is finding out those things and trying to solve them, right? Because they're root causes. So um, when I think of that, that's the first thing. But I also, what I love about this district, when I came on board, I was super excited about this. So even some things we have to offer are in high school, every single kid in the morning, no matter what bus they see, they can just get on a bus and they can get to school, right? That was something I was super excited about. I didn't even know that. Yeah. So, and I've never heard of that before. So it's really awesome that as a district, we offer that. So you're saying if, if a student misses his assigned bus, Mm -hmm. but another one's and that same route, he can hop on that other bus and it'll take him to wherever he needs to go. Yes, that's for high school only, but that's every single high schooler in the district. Awesome, that's great information to the public. Thank you for sharing that, I appreciate it. This is a big thing in the the community. Um, Attendance is all about money. Mm -hmm. You wanna tackle that? Yes, I'd love to tackle that. So I think, well I have had an opportunity already to go to a lot of people's houses in our community and talk to them and just get a feel for them and I think rightfully so there are a lot of people who believe that and their perception of the school district is that that because real things have happened to to show that but what I think that I would really like to work on is just our relationships with our community and with you guys and with teachers and kids and listening and giving you a place at the table so we can hear those concerns and we can address them Um, because I can tell you when I look at attendance or when I look at your kids coming to school for me I think about the community and when we have kids who are graduating and kids who are confident and kids who are involved in things it's going to make this community grow and flourish and so I can tell you that's the heart of this district but I do think we need to do a better job of listening and hearing and and having real conversations around that, so. Okay, Miss Whitty, so we touched on root causes and that attendance itself isn't always necessarily the primary issue. Talk to me about some root causes that are have that you've encountered in this district. Yeah, I've seen a lot of root causes. I think as families and people, we all have different reasons, right? I've seen, sometimes it's just a habit's been created, so a lot of times we, some of us, including me as a mom in pre-K, we might think, hey, our kid not missing 30 days is okay, right? But then it creates a habit. And so then every year we're missing 30 days and eventually kids are missing full years of school. Um, So I think that's part of it. I think another reason is sometimes kids fall behind and then they don't want to be in class because they might not feel like they're able to succeed. Um, I see it the other way too, where kids maybe just don't feel engaged and they don't feel like anybody wants to be around them or form a relationship with them. Um, so they're not eager to go to class. So I think there, are, and then I think we're just dealing, sometimes as families, we're dealing with real things. So I think there are a lot of root causes. How are we planning on addressing those root causes? I think first it starts, like we've said before, is just listening and hearing those root causes, doing a needs assessment, figuring those things out. But I think it also, um, it starts with us as adults owning it, that it's our problem too, that us in the education system, we play a part in this. So what are we doing to make kids feel welcome, to make families feel welcome, to to address any um, educational needs that students might have, like intervention, so that they don't feel that way um, if they feel like they're struggling. Or if kids aren't engaged, that, that we have relationships with kids where they actually can come to us and tell us that and we can give them, we can hear that, reflect on that, and become more rigorous or um, teachers and I think it just it starts with those conversations 
conversations and us holding people accountable to those things. Do you have any ideas on some sort of awareness campaign or something that can be done with students so that they feel comfortable coming to adults at campus, not necessarily just counselors, mm-hmm. but anyone that they feel comfortable talking to, to help verbalize some of these things that may be going on in their lives or some of these things that are affecting attendance or grades or whatever it is. I think it some, an idea that we have that I think will be extremely beneficial is to give kids voices at every school. So having like attendance committees that are made of kids on campuses, um, kids from all different backgrounds experiencing different things in different classes with different interests so that they can really talk on each kind of different perception that we have or perspective. Um, so I think it starts there and then even having committees from parents. I know our parent liaisons really um, have been looking forward to, to having parent committees where they can listen to voices about, hey, these are our concerns about school or our reasons why we can't get our kids to school. We need support or we want to feel valued, right? Everybody wants to feel valued. So it's giving sure. our kids and our parents an option to be valued or a voice to do that. I think that's a great idea. I think you're taking some very well-known business practices, these focus groups with the primary customer in education, that's going to be a student, right? Mm -hmm. If we're not listening to their voices on issues within the school district, the school system, then how are we supposed to improve? It's all about continual service improvement. And that's a big aspect of help of helping any district move forward. Right. Agreed. And something I think you'll hear me say a lot is that we have to own attendance that's us. We have to own our own our own reasons of why children might not want to be here or why parents might not send their kids to school or the importance of that. We have to own that. That problem's on us. Um, and so what do we need to do and what do we need to change? Um, and you'll hear me say that a, a lot because we all have to own it together. It's not just a kid who's not coming to school. There's a reason. We have to and we have to adjust. So what are some of the goals for the remainder of the year? Can you elaborate on those a little bit? Yeah. As a district, we're really aiming to hit 96%. So in the past, we've kind of been hovering around 94 as a district. Um, I know numbers can scare people, but why we say 96% is because we believe that if we have 96% of our kids coming to school, um, that means they want to be there. That means they're learning and they're invested and we care about that. I don't think numbers, don't they don't necessarily scare me. I think it's great to have a target. If it's something that I can see and I can quantify it and it's better in my mind, it's, I think it's something that's more reachable than, than we want every kid to come to school because that can be ambiguous to mm-hmm. parents if they don't really know you know, how many students are in school and what that actually looks like at a campus. Yeah, so I agree. I, I love so, that. Yeah, that's I good. love that target. Yes, I like to hear that. Thanks. But, you know, in our, pre-conf- our pre-conversation right before we, we went live on the podcast, you said that you were reflecting. I think reflection is a big part mm-hmm. of this continual service improvement, right? If we're, if we're gathering information and trying to improve our service offerings and trying to improve the things that we're doing for our students and our parents and our community, are we reflecting enough to see if what we're doing is having a positive impact? Because mm-hmm. our intentions are there, right? right for but sure. Are we really intending to do what we want to do? And some, sometimes that just means listening to people and hearing if we are or not. So, so I want to I want to step back a little bit. Okay. A number that stood out was ninety six percent. Let's say that the district targets ninety six percent, and we're hitting that. What does that mean? What is that? What is that doing? That I know that means that kids are in classes, right? Mm-hmm. And they're learning holistically for the organization, for the district, what does that mean? 
I think, so I want to start with that when I think about a kid coming to school, because I think if you focus on one kid and you blow it up, it kind of shows you what it would do. So I think when we look at a kid coming to school 96% of the time, they have more confidence. Their research shows that they're probably going to be more involved in something, that they have more adult relationships, um, that they're more invested and they're more of an advocate for themselves so if they have a question and they maybe don't like a class or whatever it is they they um, advocate in that way and have the communication skills to talk to somebody so when I think of what it does for one kid and then I think if every kid comes to school 96 percent what I just I mean it makes me like excited because I think of the the kids we have so much potential and our kids are amazing and I just think it gives them that opportunity to shine. And when we're giving them an opportunity to be the best that they can be, what that does for our school district is it changes the community. That's what I think. It makes us a better community, a more innovative, more caring, a more characterized community. I think you framed that very well, that it's just not focused on a, a student sitting in a classroom. It's about the whole child. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, I do too. I, learning and academics are important, but any business person that you talk to will tell you that they're not going to hire you unless you have communication skills. You know how to network. Um, you know how to have deep conversations. You know how to socialize. And so school is, is important for those reasons too. If kids are in school, they don't get that opportunity to have those connections with people. I do think that that whole social aspect is underrated. For example, we went to Google. Um, they hosted us for a design thinking session, and we took several principals and teachers. But being able to communicate and interact with individuals is key in how some of these students will succeed in jobs that aren't even that even being created yet. Like this whole social media aspect, like that wasn't that that wasn't even thought of when I was in school. You know that those jobs didn't exist. So we have to prepare our students for those jobs of the future. And I know that can be a cliche but it's true and and these industries you know big tech companies like google like facebook they're not just looking for specific knowledge in in some area you know they don't want just people that are that can code and that can program they want individuals that can help improve their search statistics so maybe you're maybe you've done some some stuff in history but maybe you really love algorithms right so that passion project can translate over into some of these industries and helping students be able to progress in life after high school, life after college, whatever it is. I think um, focusing on that whole social aspect is a plus for the district and any way that we can do that and intertwine into the things that we're doing is going to be beneficial for not only our students, but for our community. And the opportunity, I think we as a district offer a lot of um, incentives or just reasons like we go on trips we take kids to colleges um we have people come from the community like police officers to read to kids i mean i think there's opportunity there too to just for kids to learn what do i want to do uh what you know to see other things so you miss a day and it might be a day that one of those things is happening you know and that's an experience that you don't get to partake on that might not act might not be an academic thing, but it's a person thing, you know? It's a holistic person thing, so. Okay, Miss Woody, for this first episode of Rattler Roundtable, if there's one last thing that you can leave us with, what is it? I would want people to know that 
we know that there are real reasons why you might not be coming to school. Um, but we want to know those things. This is an invitation for you to let us know. So talk to us um, so we can figure out ways that we can change or support each other to come up with solutions. I also want you to know that it, you're not a number. You're a person. And we care about you being at school because we care about you. And we want you to be able to succeed at whatever that is and maybe find out what you want to succeed at. And that's what school's for. To all of our Rattler Roundtable podcast listeners, I want you all to give Miss Woody a big round of applause, please, for being the first interviewee in this series of podcasts to come for the district. Thank you so much, Miss Woody, for being here. We appreciate it. Yes, you're welcome. Thanks. Have a good one, everyone. And that's it for this week's episode. Download the SMCIST app to make sure that you never miss out on another second of our district podcast. Bye for now, and thanks so much for listening.